0: Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Itch World podcast. I'm your host, Julia Hawkins. Happy Valentine's Day, first of all, but welcome to a new week. So, I was sitting here trying to think about what to talk about on this week's episode, and I could not come up with any ideas. And despite not being able to come up with any ideas, I have been extra inspired and creative recently, but I just couldn't think of a topic to talk about. But One of the main places that I get most of my inspiration and creativity from is books and if you guys have been around for a while you know that sometimes here and there I do read some pages from some books that I'm reading at the time or I talk about the books I'm reading. Whatever it may be, spiritual self-help books are usually the main source of my inspiration. That being said, I just started the book Universal Human by Gary Zukov. He is the number one New York Times bestselling author of *Seed of the Soul. So I'm familiar with his books and they're absolutely incredible. And as I was reading this first page, I was like, you know what? This is perfect for the podcast. So on this week's episode, we're just going to read together. I'm going to read to you the first few pages of this book, maybe even the first chapter, we're just going to see how far we get, but I was reading this first page and I was like, you know what, I need to share this with the listeners because it was just already that good. So I'm super excited for this book. I have a feeling I'm going to learn a lot from it, and so I want you guys to learn a lot from it as well. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get right into the book first page it's called welcome it's the first little section so we're going to start with that this book will bring your attention to the transformation of human consciousness that is happening so that you can understand it and use it to create a life of more joy and less pain it will give you opportunities to experiment with a road toward meaning and fulfillment and purpose and joy but you must use these opportunities in order to benefit from them this road is challenging like none before and rewarding like none before. This, is th- this road is the path you are walking. It is your life and a new consciousness is now illuminating in new and different ways, the opportunities and challenges it brings you. That the new consciousness is the new consciousness. The old human consciousness evolved over hundreds of millennia. The new human consciousness is emerging within a few generations. This book shows you how to apply the new human consciousness to your life. It's one thing to recognize that becoming loving adds love to the world. That is graspable. Graspable. But how do you love, and especially how do you love when you're angry, when you're vengeful, when you're jealous, when you want to kill someone, when you want to kill yourself, when you can't stop judging, when you can't stop looking for food or money? How do you do that? How do you become loving? This book shows you how to become loving all the time in every circumstance. That is creating authentic power. Creating authentic power is easy to understand, but it's not so easy to change your life from the ground up. People become interested in spiritual growth when a new consciousness touches their own, expanding it, enriching it, and revealing new ways of understanding, perceiving, and loving. This is happening now to many people. People also become interested in spiritual growth because they are in a great deal of emotional pain and they don't know what to do about it. This is happening to everyone, everywhere, and it always has. What are you experiencing in your day-to-day life? What emotional pain are you in? What's keeping you up at night? What is it you were not satisfied with? This book shows you how to address that and move beyond the control of it. The thing that keeps most people up at night, the thing that they're not satisfied with, the thing that's not what it should be for them, is their life. They ask, is this all there is? Where's the joy? Where's the meaning? Where's the purpose? There has got to be more joy in getting money, recognition, success, or fame. There's got to be more joy in getting shoes, cars, and houses. There's got to be more fulfillment in getting what I wanted. There's got to be more. In other words, Fear of the world not meeting your expectations is the cause of your emotional pain. By far, I mean experiences of jealousy, anger, resentment, superiority, inferiority, need to please, entitlement, every compulsion, obsession, and addiction, and more. Every form of fear is painful. Love is blissful. By love, I mean gratitude, appreciation, caring, patience, contentment, awe of the universe, and more. Every form of love feels good. This book shows you how to recognize and cultivate love in you and how to recognize and move beyond the control of fear in you. It does this in ways that are easy to understand and explains how to experiment with them. There are many how-to books. How to become happy, how to become wealthy, how to become satisfied, how to become attractive, how to address virtually anything that any part of any personality is concerned about. There are fewer how-to books that address meaning and purpose, fulfillment and the joy of giving the gifts that you were born to give. This book addresses precisely that. Meaning, purpose, fulfillment, and the joy of giving the gifts you were born to give require recognizing in yourself all the things that keep you from bliss, which means that keep you from loving. These are parts of your personality that originate in fear. Each creates painful consequences for you when you act on it. Painful physical sensations in your body and judgmental unforgiving thoughts tell you when one of these parts or more are active in you. To move beyond its control, you need to challenge its demands, and it is very demanding, by acting from a loving part of your personality while you are experiencing the frightened part, while you are experiencing its painful physical sensations and judgmental thoughts. Each time you do this, you create authentic power. When you do not do this, you do not change. For example, anger was a big part of my life when I lived in San Francisco before... Actually, I'm not going to read that part because that's just from the author. Um, Okay, we're going to jump two paragraphs. People experience emotional pain when they cannot have something they feel they need or cannot live without or or they have lost something that they feel they need or cannot live without. They believe that changing the world is the only way to relieve their pain. For example, getting a boyfriend back, getting a new girlfriend, revenging a wrong, defending a right, and on and on. When they are successful, they become happy. Their emotional pain causes them to try to change the world and trying to change the world causes more emotional pain. These are experiences of power as the ability to manipulate and control and the pursuit of it, the pursuit of external power. Think of this book as a glass of cool, clear water in a time of drought. The time of drought is coming to an end. The time of drought is confinement to the old consciousness and the experience of power as external. We're going to go ahead and jump to chapter five, just because the title really called out to me. It's called Authentic Power, and that's kind of something that I feel like I've been talking a lot about on my um accounts as well as like individual individuality and being authentic and staying true to yourself and just making sure that what you share online and who you show up as is you and that you're not copying anybody else so when i saw this title i was like okay this is the next part that i want to read so there's just a bunch of quotes right at the beginning of it so i'm going to read those to you all your duties are included in this Do nothing to others that would pain you if it were done to you. That is by Mahabharata. Do not offend others as you would not wish to be offended. Buddhism. Is there a maxim that one ought to follow all his life? Surely the maxim of peaceful goodness. What we don't want done to us, we should not do to others. Confucianism. Hold as your own the gains of your neighbor and as high and as yours his losses, Taoism. What you don't wish for yourself, do not wish for your neighbor. This is all the law. The rest is only commentary, Judaism. Do unto others all that you would have them do unto you, because this is the sum of the law and the prophets, Christianity. Not one of you will be a true believer who does not wish for his brother, the same that he wishes for himself, Islam. Yes, yes, and yes, a thousand times yes. But how? How can we respond with love when we are angry, when we are jealous, when we have wronged? Authentic power is different. How to create it is different. How it works is different. What it does is different. Knowing how to create authentic power is like owning a treasure map. Authentic power is a treasure. Everyone can reach it. No matter how many people reach it, more can reach it. No matter how many people use the treasure, it never diminishes. In fact, it grows. No one can use the treasure to create advantage. No one who has reached the treasure wants to. Once you have the treasure, no one can take it from you. On the contrary... You want to tell everyone about the treasure and how to reach it. Authentic power is completely different from the power to make people do what you want. It is the opposite of the ability to manipulate and control. It cannot be more different from trying to have more, know more, or do more. Viktor Frankl was a Jew in a Nazi death camp. He discovered something amazing one frigid dark morning while guards beat him and his fellow prisoners with rifle butts as they stumbled over ruts and frozen muddy roads. Nazis had taken everyone and everything from him, his family, his home, and the life that he knew, but they could not take his ability to love. Victor's discovery, no one can take my ability to love from me, still thrills me. How many of your heroes have made this discovery? Jesus made it, Gandhi made it, Martin Luther King Jr. made it, Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela made it. Outside the fence, we must all make it. The transformation from a five sensory species into a multi-sensory species is analogous to the transformation of water-dwelling, water-breathing forms of life into land-dwelling, air-breathing forms of life. If we imagine the new air-breathers as being able to communicate with the older water breathers, they would not be able to explain anything about air breathing to them because water breathers have no experiences that relate to breathing air. For the same reason, multi-sensory humans cannot explain anything about multisensory experiences to five-sensory humans because five-sensory humans do not have any multisensory experiences to relate to. Air breathers cannot return to the ocean because breathing water would prevent them from evolving. Multisensory humans cannot return to the limitations of the five senses because pursuing external power produces only violence and destruction. Metaphorically speaking, the water breathers lived inside the fence, and external power was their water. The air breathers traveled outside the fence, and authentic power became their air. This is where we are now, outside the fence, and we are making a discovery that is amazing to us, as Viktor Frankl's discovery was to him. Pursuing external power, the ability to manipulate and control, now threatens our survival. What used to be our good medicine has become our poison. Human evolution now requires creating authentic power. You may have experienced moments of of authentic power. Everything was appropriate. Shared intention, movement, moment, and form fuse into a single experience. The optimal occurs. The goal is in. The shot is blocked. The impossible happens. You hit the ball farther, better, faster. Athletes call this the zone. Musicians call it the groove. Your personality becomes your instrument. Your life becomes your music. It flows in perfect harmony and perfect time. These are experiences of of authentic power. Creating authentic power requires changing yourself. It is an inward journey. Pursuing external power requires changing the world. It is an outward journey. Inward or outward, we stand with one foot on either side of a line. Authentic power lies on the side of uncharted land, uncharted, untraversed terrain, and unclimbed mountains. The new spring prophecy, the day that will not be followed by night, lies on that side. It lies outside the fence. External power lies on the side of brutality, exploitation, and suffering. It lies inside the fence. The desolate land we are leaving lies on that side. When we face the rising sun, we see light. When we turn our backs to it, we see shadows. These are our choices. This is the time of our ending and the time of our beginning. Ending is the illusion of destiny and the illusion of chance. Ending is ceaseless suffering without cause. Ending is perception through the lens of the five senses. Ending is agony of isolation from other, from the world, from anything. Beginning is a new perception of health and wholeness. Beginning is a new calling toward a new place. Beginning is a new understanding of power. Beginning is the potential of the universal human. Gone is the ideal of the solitary, tormented genius. Born is the perception of genius and inner health as one. Gone is the idea of an alien world. Born is the perception of the world as a reflection, facing always towards us. Gone is changing the world by changing others. Born is changing the world by changing ourselves. The world no longer intimidates us. It stimulates us, enriches us, and teaches us about love. Will you turn toward the light, authentic power, or turn toward the shadows? external power which side of the line will you choose moment by moment that is the question of our new creation story only you can answer it i'm going to stop there i hope that gave you guys kind of a good understanding and kind of introduction to authentic power and holding your authentic power but yeah I'm going to stop there and let me know if you guys want to hear more of this book next week or if you want updates or whatever just leave it in the little question box that is always under the podcast i think right now the little question box it uh, um it says what are you grateful for you can tell me what you're grateful for as well i would love to know that but yeah thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode as always my dms are always open if you have anything you want to hear about And I just love always getting messages from you guys as well about the podcast. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I will see you guys next week. And if you're listening today on February 14th, happy Valentine's Day.